Hello, everyone. This is Lynn Cremando with Yoga U Online, and I'm very excited to be here today with Anita Bozer. Anita is a HelloWork practitioner, a structural integrator, yoga teacher, and author. Anita first became acquainted with structural integration as a client after other attempts to relieve some of her own back pain had failed. She credits structural integration with making her more aware of the limitations in her own movement patterns, and it taught her to move her body with better alignment and ease, and of course, it also relieved her pain. So that experience led her to a deeper dive into all things spine, and she eventually became first a structural integrator and a Heller work practitioner, and then she took a 500-hour teacher training in the Vinny Yoga tradition with Robin Rothenberg. So putting all of those things together, one of the big discoveries for Anita was that undulation exercises, these small subtle movements of the spine, increased her flexibility in a way that uh, stretching didn't. And it also brought her to a deeper understanding of her own movement potential. And of course, it relieved her back pain. So all of those were great, and she uh, became a very avid practitioner. So today she works with clients and teaches them how to bring fluid movement into their bodies, tap into their own healing potential. And she finds this approach especially helpful for people who have chronic pain conditions like fibromyalgia, scoliosis, arthritis, or people who are recovering from back surgery. Uh, she's presented workshops across the United States and Canada. She's written numerous articles for publication. And she has in the past, I'm going to read this because it's a big, she's the past president of the American Heller Work Structural Integration Associate, Association, and she chaired the, certificate, the certification board for structural integration. The second edition of her book, Undulation, Relieve Stiffness and Feel Young, was released in the fall of 2016. So hello, Anita. Welcome, and we're so glad you could join us. Hello, Lynn. So here's where I want to start, because uh, today you are all about integration. You've got integration on your business card, and it's your job, right? But if I read your bio, you say that when you started all of this, you were far from personally integrated, that you spent more time uh, living in your head than relating to your body, that you were an insurance executive, living with a high-stress job, living with computer-centric work, lots of uh, body, holding up body stress, and not a lot of mind and body synchronization. So could we just get a little bit of your background story and, and how this work evolved for you? Sure, sure. I was a smart, smart kid growing up. So I was really, you know, into my head and being smart. And I think a lot of life teaches us to ignore our body, starting when we're in kindergarten. You go to school and you want to run around and wiggle and the, the teacher says, oh, sit still. You know, we all need to be doing this together. And the older we get, the less variety we have in our movement, the more we tend to get stuck in a rut. And this was true for me, not just being a smart kid, but then getting an office job, sitting in front of a computer, and spending more time with my brain thinking about things. 
and not all you know you squeeze an exercise but maybe you work in three hours of exercise a week but the rest of the time is spent sitting in pretty much the same position you know a couple of different positions you have your sitting at the desk position sitting in the car position um, reading your kids a story position it's a lot of stillness built into life and that's what my life was like and as a result my body started to hardening into those positions and that's what the connective tissue does is it it starts to adapt itself to how we use the body so if we're moving in a repetitive way it makes it easier to move in the repetitive way if we're still it makes it easier to stay still if we move with a lot of variety then the body adapts to that variety but most of us don't do that i certainly didn't so it sounds like you're saying if i sit a lot which a lot of people do sit a lot at a computer or for their jobs and i develop these in yoga we would say samskaras but my patterns that even mm -hmm. when i'm moving i'm still in those patterns and i don't have a great awareness that i have i've fallen into a rut so to speak and i can't get up exactly exactly right if we're we spend a lot of time bent forward like this whether we're on our phones or kids with video games or crouched over our computer this pattern in our body starts to take hold and the longer we're here the more it takes hold and we might get up and walk but it's hard to completely straighten up that's why yoga is so beautiful because very little of life do we actually open up yeah. where it's a major part of yoga yeah but where you know other than you, you mentioned posture how else does that disconnection show up it it sounds like you're saying when i live in my head i'm neglecting my body how does that look as i'm going through my day then well one way that it shows up is how much neck pain people have it's like the head's one thing and the body's a different thing. They're two different entities. And I've heard people say, and I know I felt this way when I was little, that really for many years I felt like my body was simply an organism to carry my brain around. That <laughs> was its purpose. And I've had a few clients say that to me too, is that I, that's really what the body's for, but actually a lot of who we are is in our body as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of experience available to us through our bodies. There's a lot of knowledge and wisdom that comes not just from the brain, but it comes from the body as well if we learn to pay attention to it. And that's one of the things that I'm jumping ahead here, Lynn, but one of the things about subtle movement is learning to pay attention to slow small subtle movement helps us gain that wisdom where if we're just up here we we don't even know what's happening well tell talk about that slow subtle movement is that the same as undulation or are those different things well undulation is a broad concept of fluid movement through the body so it's non-repetitive non-linear movement and undulations can be big you know you can have really big flowing motion but you can also have tiny flowing motion mm -hmm. and or small or subtle or the undulation of the breath and being aware of that and being able to manipulate it and work with it makes us much more fluid. 
So undulations encompass it all. So what's really important about that? It sounds like you're um, you're unlocking something. But what what are the what what are the treasures that are coming out of what you're unlocking that chest? Mm -hmm. Well, I think when you unlock these patterns, then you unleash more possibilities. You unleash um, the wisdom where you can heal your own body. You unleash the wisdom for you to be able to even be aware before you enter your body. Right? If I'm stuck in my head all the time, I'm I I'm a mile past where I've hurt myself by the time I even have an inkling. Where yeah. being able to tune in to the small, subtle helps us realize it's like I'm getting near my edge. Oh, that, oh, that's, that's what does that thing in my neck. So really a lot more awareness on a very visceral and very small, uh, where those little things bring big freezes or big uh, contractions. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's triggered by a very small uh, moment. It is. The body really, everything's subtle in the body. The pH level, the adjustment of our hormones, those are all very minute changes that the body adapts to. I um, saw this quote that the body is as young as the spine is flexible, and I loved it. It certainly sounds like where you go with your work. I, I, I love that saying as well. And you know, think about when we were kids, right? When you were four years old, you could do anything you wanted. Your body, it didn't complain. You just had a good time. And your spine was very flexible, right? You didn't get caught up. You didn't have stiffness or rigidity. You were very fluid and supple. And then as we get older, do we get older? just because of age, or are we getting older because of that rigidity we build into our lives that I talked about before, where we hold still and we adapt certain postures mm -hmm. and we don't take other postures because that's weird or that's, you know, or it's childish maybe even. But now here we are older and I wanna be a bit more childish. I want that childish fluidity in my body. You know, when you were talking about that childish fluidity, what occurred to me is that as an adult, if my shoulders were stiff, I'd go like four of these and four of those. Even that, even that sort of tension release stuff is a pattern and, a, and there's a rigidity and there's a structure built into it. And what it seems like what you're talking about is a much more fluid and really intuitive and in some ways random uh, movement that doesn't conform to a pattern. Mm -hmm. It's and it's it's kind of random, but it's coming from the body's wisdom. If you learn over time to move more slowly mm -hmm. and more subtly, if you learn to do that, then you can feel inside your body and your body will actually direct how to release itself and so the wisdom is from inside and it is random it's non-linear non-repetitive 
in a way, sometimes the body will be repetitive, but it knows how to get right into that spot and what little movement is going to help it mm -hmm. release. You know, I know Just, that you have like 52 movements in your book or something. Is it 52? I know there's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yes, there are. Um, but let's take that case of somebody who's sitting at their computer all day, because a lot of us are doing that. What? Yeah. It, do, you, do you have a little nugget that you could show us something that we might Oh, try? I have. Yeah, I have a couple, but let's try um, this variation, it's because we spend a lot of time with our arms in front. I uh -huh. like to, if you can, if it doesn't hurt your shoulders, bring your hands behind your head. Okay. And then lean from side to side. Oh, that feels good already. Right. And then feeling your spine, you can feel where this feels good. And you might feel where it's a little sticky. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if you, know, you like can I want to kind of rotate a little bit as I'm going. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like keep going, go this way. Is yeah. That and that's exactly right. If you start to pay attention to what your body wants, then you do. You add all these little variations. Oh, that helps awesome. you. Yeah. Yeah, let's just do this for the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do that. <laughs> well, I went onto Amazon and I looked at your book on Amazon because you know how oh, they have yeah. the, um, the educate, the, what do they call them? The editorial reviews. And you've got some heavy hitters on there, starting with Joseph Heller himself, who called your book a gem. And he said that this kind of work, simple to the point, very effective in showing how to release chronic tension. Then you had Thomas Myers, the father of anatomy trains, who says he's a longtime undulator and um, that this isn't a method, it's a way to restore the body and explore the felt sense. And then you've got Robin, and you've got Joe Miller, the founder of Yoga Tune-Up and the author of The Role Model saying this. I'm gonna read her whole quote because it's pretty darn good. The innate movement language of the body has been stifled env environmentally, which you were talking about, culturally and interpersonally with undulation. Anita Bozer has found a gentle and systematic way to help bodies in any condition of health to unleash motion and self-healing capacity. That's really some high praise there. I think, I think people who study movement are learning that the patterns that we have in our body take more than just your typical physical therapy exercises to work out. Yeah. It really does take a new way of looking at movement in our daily lives. And how do, we, how do we prevent that stiffness from happening as well as releasing it, the stiffness that we did accumulate through our lives? Yeah. Okay. So we've been talking in really simple, simple terms, uh, which is great. But I want to put some big words in here. And I want to just ask you about the specifics of sort of the science of body awareness uh, exteroception, interoception, and proprioception, and how those might be uh, affected by or or enhanced by bringing in subtle movement like this. That's great, yeah. And this is 
um, something I really love talking about is that we have so much of our focus being outside, right? That's exteroception. Our nerve endings are paying attention to our body in relationship to the things around us. That's exteroception. And proprioception is being aware of where our body is in space and in relationship to itself. And the more proprioception we have, there's, they do studies, they've done studies that have found that improved proprioception reduces people's threshold for pain. No, I said it backwards, increases the threshold for pain. So people who have better proprioception are less likely to have chronic pain. So improving our proprioception is one way to feel better in our bodies. Mm -hmm. It's to be able to have that balance of our nerve endings by telling our body where we are in space or how things are operating inside. There's less tendency to feel something as painful. Another term that I have heard you and read uh, from your work is on fluidity and fluidity mm -hmm. being the key. And there's a wonderful quote in something that you wrote from Joseph Heller. It's a little bit long. Uh, do you know the quote I'm talking about? All right. Um, I thought maybe you could <laughs> talk about it, but I'll read it. Give me a clue. I think it's, it's an awesome quote. The process of life may be seen as one in which we start out 99% water and end up virtually solid. In the course of aging, most of us find ourselves increasingly sedentary and confined, moving less and less. We may claim our static state results from pain, fatigue, or laziness, but which in fact comes first? To function properly, the body relies heavily on the movement of fluids, and as rigidity sets in, the fluid flow is impaired. Right. You talk about the fluid flow, is this the true fountain of youth? I used to think so. I actually, that was the name, the title of my book to begin with is I was going to call it Undulation, the Fountain of Youth, because it feels that way in my body. And it seems like the more fluidly we move like kids, the younger we feel. And actually that's what's going on is fluid movement is actually nourishing the tissues. Mm -hmm. So it's not just something that feels good, it's something that's good for the body this fluid flow that Joseph Heller was talking about is so vital to nourishing our cartilage, nourishing our ligaments. They don't receive great blood flow, unlike the muscles that get good blood flow. So moving is what they depend on to receive their nutrients and to take away the waste products. What's the potential though for someone who hasn't moved for a long time or someone who's a little bit older and has gotten really kind of set in their ways? Is there a potential for getting a lot of fluid back? Well, there's potential for getting fluid back if you can move in a gradual way into it. One of the ways that isn't very effective is deciding you're going to train for a marathon, right? Once you've been, <laughs> plenty of people do that though, right? Yeah, or yeah, I'm going to get back in shape. I'm going to hit the gym and go to boot camp. Right, exactly. And although that has its benefits in terms of motivation for people, in terms of fluidity, it really helps to be able to scale activities, to be able to work at your edge, which means what it is. And fluid movements, small movements, 
really help a lot of people. That's why I think undulations have been so effective for people with fibromyalgia, because it hurts to move. But if they can move just a little bit to start with, then next thing they know, they can move more without it hurting. Mm -hmm. And if they do that, then they can move more without it hurting. Whether it's fibromyalgia or somebody who's just been sitting on the couch for a couple decades, like I did, right? That's how I started into this. And I'm in better shape now than I ever have been. And I credit undulation with starting me on the journey. So um, this is a yoga site, Yoga U. <laughs> And you're a yoga teacher and I'm a yoga teacher and I'm always looking for ways to enhance my yoga, my practice and my teaching. Can you tell us a little bit about how uh, the relationship between undulation and yoga could, uh, what's the potential there? Yeah, I like how you talked about samskara before. So for the people who aren't familiar with that Sanskrit term, it refers to grooves. It's grooves of experience and the way our neurology works is that's how we learn to move we move in a certain way and we tend to repeat it repeat it because that's what worked so if you're learning to drive a car you don't want to have to think about it all the time or if you're learning to walk you don't want to have to think about every motion so the brain does it the way it did it before mm -hmm. and the good news about that is you don't have to think about it every time the bad news about it is you tend to get stuck in a rut that over time wears out parts of the body and has other parts not get used. And this happens in yoga. Yoga is wonderful in that we go in and we do our backbends that we don't do anywhere else. And we twist in great ways that we wouldn't do. And yoga is phenomenal for getting us out of the rut. Mm -hmm. But even in yoga, even in yoga, we get into our yoga ruts. Because if I go into warrior one, if I'm not paying attention, I'll go into it the same way I always go into it. And if I go into bridge, I'll flex my spine the way I typically do it. And that's a good yoga teacher will help us get out of those ruts. But undulation even expands that. Undulation takes it a step further and takes those poses and you can add undulations to them. And then you really expand the experience of how far out of your rut you can get. That actually sounds kind of yummy. It is practice. Yummy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now you've got a class coming up on Yoga You Online, and it's all about this. It's called Youthful Spine, Youthful Body, the Role of Fluidity, and speaking of fluidity in healthy aging. Tell us a little bit more about that class and what you'll be covering and who should take it. Okay, so we're going to first go through why fluid movement is important, what benefits it gets, gives us in life, and how in our daily life without doing too much differently we can build more fluidity. Mm -hmm. We also talk about how we can be aware of more subtle movements, how we can develop that interoception again in our daily lives without going to too much trouble. And then I'm going to give the five keys to fluid movement. There are five keys, five ways you can change any movement, whether it's a yoga pose or the way you walk to make it more fluid. Sounds very, very interesting. And it's coming up soon, I think. So it is. It's in April. It's in April. And and it's one of those things, you know, I want to say, oh, everybody could use it. But I would say 
if, if anybody who feels stiff in some place, whether it's stiff all over or maybe somebody just feels stiff between their shoulder blades or stiff in their neck, that, that and especially anywhere in the spine, because we are going to focus on the spine, okay. people with any type of spine issues, I think they could all benefit. What about yoga teachers? Will they get a lot of ideas about ways they could bring this into their classes? They're going to get a lot of specific ideas of things they can do and bring to their students. Awesome. Well, Anita, it's been so interesting, and I'm going to remember this. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. As soon as we hang up with each other, I'm going to do it some more. <laughs> thank you so much, and uh, thank you all for listening. And on behalf of Yoga You Online, we'll see you next time.